You're listening to the Great to Greater podcast with Tiffany Rufino, where we talk about all things business and life. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, hey, we're back. This is Tiffany Rufino, and I am here with the universe to my retrograde, Mr. Jeff Rufino. Hello. Hello. I we like took what a you, week off. Yeah, I like what you've done to the place. <laughs> <laughs> Looks good in here. Nice. Nice. Good job. Temperature controlled, all of that. All of that. I got my water, water, water. I'm good. Mm-hmm. You good? How was your week off? How were your midterms? How were your finals? Oh, I don't even know. Like, you they went get your fine, grades back yet? but I haven't gotten any grades back. So, okay. we'll see. Ah, uh, we all know that you did great. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. You could always get greater if you wanted to. Oh, <laughs> oh I saw what see you what did, I did there? there? Yeah. I finished one of my classes, started a new one, which I'm actually really excited for the next class. The next couple classes I am. Not only because that means I graduate soon with my master's, um, but the classes are pretty interesting. So uh, I'm excited to learn from them and utilize them moving forward. So that's where I'm at. Uh, today we have a lot of content to cover. Um, one, So they're going to kind of segue into each other. The first topic that we are going to talk about is if you are big on a social media platform, meaning that you have a lot of followers, uh, what's your responsibility in those followers or in that influence? The second part is going to go into kind of a similar thing. If you have... A lot of wealth behind you um and and we'll go a little bit into more of did you earn it or did you inherit it you know one of the new money versus you know money earned um what's your responsibility to that and you know why do people get so angry with people that have a lot of money and then the final thing we're going to talk about is our first great to greater event that's coming up in January. Exciting. My dreams are coming true. Our dreams are coming true. Uh, the great to greater event, January 14th here in Florida. Um, you could go to our website, tiffanyrufino.com. That's uh, Tiffany spelled the traditional way. Rufino, R-U-F as in Frank, I-N-O.com. Look under events. It has the event there, um, and, and we'll go into more information um, later in the show, but let, let's just jump right in into where this is coming from. We tend to go into, <laughs> it, it'll start out with one thing, and then my mind will go into another because something catches my ear, and it's if I feel a spark on it, then I, I have to jump on it. So the first- At this point, it happens almost every show. Yeah, I, I don't <clears throat> even know why I qualify it, because you guys already know at this point. So- Obviously, the big news with social media uh, are, are two things, right? It's Elon Musk purchasing Twitter and what's going on over there. And then you have um, Ye, Kanye, uh, also formerly known as Kanye, uh, going on his anti-Semitic rants and uh, the, I guess, the backlash that's coming from that, which I don't even think that's a fair word. I think that it's... It's, the, a, it's more like anti-a-lot-of-stuff <clears throat> rants. yeah. I don't think backlash is the right word for people who are calling him out on saying um, hate speech, uh, really. You know, I, I think backlash comes from people who just don't like what somebody does. Um, but I think in this case, it's just not the right way to go. And it's it's wrong. <laughs> um, but let, let's dig into this. So let's start with Elon. 
Um, Daisy's very interested. She's trying to jump on my lap because I think she wants to talk about this. Um, so Jeff and I were talking about this in what responsibility does Elon Musk have to a, you know, he owns Twitter now, right? So does he have a responsibility in what he says on his platform, um, his social media platform to either be correct, to be, um, non-political, to be non-biased, non-judgmental, to uh, be cautious about what he says, or does he have to be um, himself? Himself, Or can he be himself, rather? A, because he owns the social media platform, but B, that's why he purchased, one of the reasons why he purchased Twitter, aside from, you know, he was going to go to court if he didn't finish a sale. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but really, he wanted to open up free speech again because he had said that he felt that um, Twitter was shutting down free speech and people couldn't say what they wanted to say. And so when he did purchase Twitter, he unblocked people that were previously blocked for um, hate speech or uh, incorrect political uh, conversations or just like uh, just really disgusting things that were going on on Twitter. So he basically undid that. And I would say opened up Pandora's box, if you will. Right. So now everybody's let out of the basement and saying whatever they want to say, however they want to say it. Kind of, I think half of them are trolls. I think a quarter of them are just testing the process and seeing if they're really going to get shut down. I think the other people actually feel the way that they feel and they're posting the, you know, their true feelings on there. Um, but what Elon did, uh, and I'm going to ask you to, reference this because this is how the conversation came about mm -hmm. um and you know you're more of a twitter platform person than i am um as far as use i don't yeah. use it like you do um and you use it more to look at versus post but what did elon recently post that started our conversation well um if you're not aware there was a um an assault on nancy pelosi's husband and bad right that's Terrible. an easy one absolutely yeah that's, he was that's a, if somebody asked you hey is it bad that somebody got assaulted regardless of who it is that got hit over the head with a hammer in their own home yeah yeah it's bad that's pretty yeah like even if even if there was uh any kind of extenuating anything it's bad however you know there are people um out there that feel that they should add to stories whether it's stuff that's verified or not and so elon had re quote retweeted a story that implied that the person who um attacked uh mr pelosi let's just say it implied certain or actually it outright said certain things about why he was there and whether or not they had a um they knew each other beforehand was well, it accurate no oh no um it's all stuff that it hasn't i mean it not only has it not been reported but it's actually been it's been the reverse okay and was it um it just for clarification was it driven towards uh like elon's beliefs or anything like that like anything to back up what elon believes in and I don't really wow. want to speak to... I don't really know what Elon's beliefs are. I'm but, not sure Elon knows either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, but I think um, in a lot of ways, he 
purports to be a person who is after some form of objective truth. Okay. Whether I agree with that or not, or whether anyone agrees with that or not, that's up to them. I mean, I've always said I've I've liked Elon for um, what he does in business. I, I'm curious to see how Twitter turns out, just to kind of take away what you were talking about for one second. Um, I, I do not dislike Elon. Um, I think sometimes power can get to his head, uh, you know, and he, he thrives on it. And then when it drops, that's when he gets <clears throat> bored with it. Um but I'm sorry, go ahead. So he posted this article that Yeah, wasn't... and then I'm not sure how long after, but he did delete it when it, um, I'm assuming when it came to his attention that it was not legit. Um, the thing that he wrote along with it was that something to the effect of we have to remember that there's, there may be more to meet than meets the eye when we hear a story, which in itself is a good sentiment and is true. But it's kind of undercut when you when you attach it to a story that's clearly false. Mm-hmm. And so there has been a lot of, and again, I, you know, this, in the same way that you said, I don't want to say backlash. Yeah. But a, there have been a lot of people calling him on that, like, "Hey, you're the you're the owner of Twitter now. You're like you you own Twitter. You can't go around saying stuff like that." And if you do, then you have to kind of acknowledge that you made a mistake because you have a platform, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so here's where my thought process uh, was a little bit different than what the people were saying. And my thought was Elon hasn't put himself in a role where he is a leader of the people as far as what traditionally a leader of the people would be. You know, somebody in government somebody that is an educator, um, somebody that is out there leading, you know, military, things like that, right? Mm -hmm. I think he is a leader of business in how he has, um, you know, come up with different things, especially what he's doing with space and with NASA. Like, I think that's amazing and I'm excited for things like that. I think, you know, Tesla is... um, a great start (laughs) I'm a little nervous about the flying car piece you know and moving forward into that however I don't think he chose a position to lead people in uh, any direction with their thought process and if anything I think what this does this this article that he posted or reposted rather that was uh, fake news or conspiracy news I think if anything, it teaches people you have to research things for yourself and critically think about things because there's a lot of conspiracy theories about Elon too, you know, with the whole Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, you could go on and on about like stuff like that, the whole Amber Heard thing and him paying for her bills and because she has stuff on him. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Allegedly, absolutely. Conspiracy stuff. So just like, I don't, I mean, I don't know if that's the stuff that he thrives on. Like, I I love that people talk about me because all press is good press. Um, but I think, uh, you got to take it as, yeah, he has a big platform, but so does a lot of celebrities. Like I was just reading Christian Ronaldo is one uh, has the most followers on Instagram. Honestly, I thought it was one of the Kardashians that did, or, you know, like, uh, someone went on there that was famous and everybody like swat and Jennifer Aniston, when she joins like Instagram, everybody like shut down Instagram for like, I think the term broke the internet is kind of overused, but I think it, it it fit that qualifies. Yeah. 
Um, but I mean, you know, people aren't sitting there looking at the things that Christian posts and saying like, oh, we need to do this or we need to do that. Now, granted, is he posting a lot of uh, fake stories or conspiracy theories or things like that? No, probably not. Um, I mean, the Kardashians do get uh, feedback on that they shouldn't post quote unquote fake photos where they Photoshop themselves and they should just be real and they get called out every single time because somebody's not doing it right or whatever. Or maybe they are. Yeah, maybe their elbow is supposed to be bent that way or, you know, like however long it's supposed to be. (laughs) Um, But I don't think that we should be following or taking um, into consideration a lot of celebrities. and, And that's what I consider Elon is a celebrity because he's not, like I said, in government, things like that or knighted or anything. Um, I, I don't think that that's what we should be taking for as our complete thought. I think we should be researching a little bit more into it and using critical theory and um, like our, our critical thinking and, well, does that really make sense? Or why would that be true? Or like, how did that come to be? Or, you know, I've learned, I used to jump on celebrity opinions a lot, you know, especially celebrities that I, you know, like a lot or whatever. And I would totally join the conversation and be like all about it. And then later find out that this celebrity is either getting arrested for drug abuse or for doing something that was absolutely disgusting that they shouldn't do or things like that. And I learned my lesson, like, you never know the full story. You just know what the public appearance is. Yeah. And so I've, in the past, I would, I would say quite a few years, I've taken a step back and, and, you know, when a celebrity speaks out or does something... Case in point, Will Smith, you know, everybody thought everything was grand and then it was grand and then the it incident, wasn't until it wasn't right. Uh-huh. And um, we don't know the story behind it or really how that built up, you know, with him and Chris Rock. And um, it's just you can't rely. And I'm not sure you can even rely on the government at this point with the stuff that comes out later on. But um, celebrities wouldn't be my first go to anymore you know i'll listen to them take it into consideration there's a couple of celebrities that i hold in high regard where i do like dave Chappelle. when dave Chappelle gets serious and he's talking about government and talking about like you know his state in ohio and like the earth and business and things like that like i i will sit and i will listen when john stewart is talking seriously i will sit and i will listen and um you know take that into consideration but i will not look to them for news reports I think this is one of those chicken or egg things where you don't do that. I don't do that. Like, you know, we both have our guilty pleasures of like, you know, crappy news that we that we read and we <laughs> and, and I say crappy news because we both <laughs> because there is a rag website that I read every morning. <laughs> but like I'm like look at this, look at that. Even even the silly videos that I'll watch on YouTube and there's oftentimes like we'll be sitting around having breakfast and we'll look at each other and say, look at this, look at this headline. And then we'll actually sometimes try to have like a serious conversation about this stupid headline that we both know is like just clickbait. Right. But because when you go into the article, it's completely different than what the headline was talking about. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's us. And hopefully that's a lot of people. But at I, I want to ask, like, at what point does the the celebrity suffer from this Pied Piper disease? Well, I mean, if we're not holding politicians 
accountable, why would we hold celebrities accountable first? And I think I think that's a good question. And I think the answer is in that Pied Piper disease. Like in this country, we're like programmed to question politicians consistently. Well, okay, hold on. So like, let me just get this thought out. It goes back to the chicken and the egg, right? Do the politicians influence celebrities to be honest and truthful? Or do the politicians um, influence celebrities to be politicians, right? And then you have celebrities that have been politicians and politicians that have become celebrities. So then how do you, A, differentiate from both worlds, especially like going back to JFK and how many celebrities were involved in his upcoming and how many supported him and how many hung out with him as Mm -hmm. he was president and that sort of thing. I mean, Obama did the same thing. He had a lot of celebrities that supported him and loved him and hung out with him and that sort of thing. Trump had a lot of celebrities, you know, um, from different areas that supported him. So, you know, I don't know that the worlds are ever separated. And I think that you kind of have the same, it's politics and business. And I know that we didn't want to go into politics, you know, for this podcast. That wasn't our intention. But I I don't mean politics in, like, choosing sides and where you're at. But I think it's how you play the game. Yeah. And so, like, I think Obama and Trump are a good example um, because they're not your traditional politicians. Even though, like, you know, Obama came up in politics even Trump didn't. But, you know... uh, in the same way, like Clinton playing the saxophone on Arsenio Hall, like I think of that kind of stuff. And when you look at somebody like Elon Musk, you mentioned Kim Kardashian. Um, you, we talked about uh, Ye and and you know Kanye West, etc. Well, we didn't get too much into Ye. Yeah, yet, but, but yeah, there's <laughs> there was a point at which each of these people did their darndest to form a public image that speaks to the public and says, Hey, I'm someone to listen to. And that's good because that's the point of celebrity, right? Is you want a following. My, my question. And the reason I call it a Pied Piper thing is like, now that you have the following, what do you do with it? And, you know, uh, I think of the term Stan that we have, like there's a lot of, you know, it's, it comes from Eminem, but like there are a lot of stands out there for different celebrities. Can you tell the audience what you mean by stand for those that don't? Oh, have... that that are not from the 1900s. Yeah. So, <laughs> and actually, the song came out in I think early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. So Eminem had a song called "Stand" about an obsessed fan, and now it's part of our vocabulary that if you stand for someone, that means that. And it's not stand d with a d. It's stand like short for like Stanley. Super fan, yeah. Yeah. So, he's, so some people will have super fans like that. Maybe they don't follow them from place to place. Maybe they don't like obsess over them and have posters. But they are people who will bend over backwards and go into mental pretzels to, and which isn't. And I'm not saying that they're wrong or right for doing it, but they want their person to succeed. In the same way that, like, I can't, even though I don't follow sports as much as I used to, I can't watch a Yankee game without thinking I want the Yankees to win, no matter what the organization does, right? So once a person has that sway over a certain segment of the population, 
do they have the responsibility to be frugal with that power or does the or is it like hey i didn't tell you to jump off the you know like with your parents say if you if all your friends jumped off a bridge would you jump too they didn't ask you to jump off the bridge right so are we responsible to do what you're saying is which is Use critical thinking and be in a... Employ that critical thinking and and maybe not allow ourselves to be even accidentally radicalized. Well, I mean, then that goes to news stations, right? So you have news stations that are going to go ahead and they're going to post the thing that grabs the most attention from the viewers because that's what they need is the viewership in order to stay there and stay alive. Like, you know, Chris Cuomo is arguing his time spot. Like, that's going to be the thing that's taking him down when it's really the content and his attitude you know and that but a lot of people with that ego don't realize that it's them that's causing the result right so like elon got twitter he's saying all these things and now everybody's starting to leave twitter which is making the stop drop the stock drop um celebrities were on there they were bringing lots of viewers or readers to twitter or even new members to twitter because they wanted to follow their favorite celebrity and now Elon's gonna invoke like some sort of subscription so you could be verified. Well, shoot, everybody's gonna pay and be verified. So what's like? Or the... maybe they won't. Or maybe they won't. But either way, it doesn't make it what it was. I like, saw the point of um, being verified. I saw somebody from the New York Times say like, "Hey, we have seventeen hundred journalists. For the price that you're asking, it's gonna be like close to half a million dollars." Ah, uh, yeah. I'd rather not. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But then, so then the top celebrities that got everybody to Twitter because they wanted to, you know, follow their celebrities, now that they're leaving, do those celebrities owe it to the people who gained all these followers and have a brand? And now they're like, oh, well, my favorite celebrity left and I should leave too because I followed them. And you know what I mean? Like everything can be an avalanche or a domino effect. Yeah. Um, whether it's for the people or not for the people, and that's where the people have to think for themselves in that sense and really take, and people don't do this. They do what we do, like, the well, not what we do, but, like, what I do in the morning with my rag magazine, like, just kind of flip through, like, all the top headlines and just, you know, get my brain to start waking up and to start critical thinking, you know, before I get into stuff. Um, but, you know, like, I've, sh- I've stopped watching the news at, years ago I used to watch you know the morning news every morning right and it would really influence my day of what kind of day it was going to be and I think I got into that habit a because that's what my family did growing up like that's what you did you woke up to the news and you had it on as you got ready for the day and you got ready for work or you got ready for school and then at night you see okay what happened that's how you got your information but that was before the internet where you could get things very quick or get your headlines you know just sent to you as a notification in real time right but Growing up, I never went to a celebrity to get my opinion on things. Now, later on in life when I was more in business and I was starting to understand things in a different way as I was learning, yeah, I would get influenced by celebrities that I thought were successful. Like, if you're successful, I'm going to follow you. I read all of Donald Trump's books back when I was like in the 1900s. Um, the 1900s going into the 2000s and things like that when he was a celebrity, right? And then as a politician, I learned more things about him. And the same thing about, um, you know, like Ronald Reagan was a celebrity before he got into politics. I liked JFK and then I watched documentaries on him and I'm like, oh, that's completely different than what 
I used to hear on the news or what I would read in the newspaper or uh -huh. in like a magazine about him. So I learned that everything that you're getting is not always face value. And I think that, you know, on a social media platform, as long as, and you know this because you're into law more than I am. Not that that means I break the law, but you understand it better than I do. But isn't there something in our United States system that says like you can't invoke a riot or you can't invoke like something that is going violence. to be harmful. Violence. You can't. You can't make with a your call words to violence. and things like that. Yeah. So if it's not being reckless that way. And maybe it's being reckless with how information is being provided. I don't think that there should be a police force on it. Like, I, I really don't. Because who knows if the person that's fact-checking it is not biased themselves and just letting things slide. Like, I just don't think that anything has been really figured out in that sense on how to protect or uh, direct people in how to speak to a wide audience. Um and to not influence them on the wrong things because i mean that happens in everyday life too but you know you have teachers that give the wrong information i'll i'll bring it i think if we bring it back to business um my perspective but this is a global situation <laughs> no, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> but, but if we bring it back to business my perspective would be the 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 word that i would have as far as elon's responsibility is irrespective of whether he does layoffs and they're rumored or whatever i really think that um elon is elon musk is really just trying to keep people on their toes and i don't think and i don't think that's a bad thing yeah no not at all that, that's like, exactly what you want you, in yeah. business mm -hmm. um so w i don't even know that they are, that there are going to be mass layoffs but right. regardless for the, let's say there were for the people that are left I think that Elon Musk does have a responsibility to be as, um, I want to say frugal, but I mean, like, be Aware. as careful with the company as possible so that he's not doing anything to hurt the brand in a way that hurts the people that work for him. Because it does have an effect. But he didn't have that for the people he let go. And as a matter of fact, the well, and that that actually kind of speaks to the business like relationship. So then, those people that stay are choosing, you know, their adventure, mm -hmm. knowing that, um, you know, aside from the the high level execs that were let go, right? I'm sure there was conversation of there's going to be a severance, like you're leaving. We already know that he owes them stock, that sort of thing. However, there was the next level of employees that were let go, and they were let go before their stocks were dispersed. Um, which would have been tomorrow or today rather Tuesday um, so for the people that stayed and they see that that's happening and they're still staying they're making a choice there maybe I mean I know if it if it was me in that situation I'd say oh well I was selected and I have a mortgage it's hard to go find another job but regardless of all of that if the people that stayed didn't stay somebody else would take their place absolutely and, and that's all still with the same knowledge that they had like yeah. this is how he operates as a leader if things aren't getting done and it's not the way that he wants them done or whatever the case may be which could be in any business mm -hmm. nothing is guaranteed you're not signing a contract staying saying that you're staying on for the next five years guaranteed and you're guaranteed the stock or just like we talked about in quiet 
quitting and quiet firing and everything else. Like, you know, you're anytime you go for a job, you're taking a risk. Yes. Whether you are the leader that's hiring somebody or whether you are the employee being hired, because it's politics. During the interview, you play a game. I'm a really cool leader. I'm a really cool employee. I show up all the time. I make sure that my employees have quality of life. Oh, cool. We should work together. Yeah, we're going to work together. And then you work together and you find out, okay, now that I'm hired and I'm getting a paycheck, you know what? I need all this time off. Yeah, you can't have that. But you said quality of life. You said dependability. And it's just like Mm -hmm. a whole other story of the brand that you put out for yourself. I mean, like, it's all about how, it's all about presentation. And so... You know, am I saying like nobody could be trusted in the world? No, I'm not saying that. I just don't think that somebody on a social media platform, if I want to take their word for something, if they're doing great, then yeah, I'll listen to it about business, but I'm not going to listen to it about news. True. And, but then there's the other layer, which is, and I'll use um, old school YouTube as an example, because YouTube is a company that has a ton of what I would call amateur content creators. These are not people who have like, you know, it's not like Comedy Central has a YouTube channel, but they're not relying on their YouTube revenue to pay their uh, their mortgage. There are some people on YouTube, like a lot of people on YouTube, that their entire business model re- revolves around the revenue that they get from ads. And I will tell you, I personally fund the serial killer channels and the crime <laughs> network channels because I let them play as I get ready. Some of my listeners know that about me already. Some of my friends have seen and witnessed this. I mean, I just let it play in the background and I, you know, the ads will go and I know that, and I'm sorry, Jeff, I know that we have the subscription to YouTube where you don't have any ads I don't know why I'm not linked up to that, but whatever. The ads will play. I could skip the ads, that sort of thing. Um, but like on a side note, like if you watch some of the videos and you watch the interrogations, like there's really great questions that um, are asked in there that you can use in business. So like watch some interrogation videos and you'll learn a lot. I promise you. Well, <laughs> I've, I've seen this myself. And what I'll say is that years ago, I won't go into too much detail, but YouTube had what they call an adpocalypse. And this is where advertisers started actually looking at what was on YouTube. And they said, yeah, we don't want our, you know, I don't want a, uh, an ad for Downey to play af- right after a, like a Ku Klux Klan video or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so they all started pulling their their ads and pulling basically a lot of revenue away from YouTube, at which point YouTube said, okay, no funny business. We're cracking down and videos now, like if you curse in a video, it, it will get demonetized. So you see a lot of content creators changing their approach. Um, certain types of, uh, terms, which you actually see that bleed over on TikTok where people have cleverly used different terms. Like I think of people using unalive instead of, uh, yes, you know, SA. Yeah. yeah. So um, a lot of that is born out of the, the fact that when you say these terms or talk about certain topics, it no longer becomes ad friendly 
and then the revenue goes away. So I mean, that annoys me so much because it's like it was fine when we were making money and all this stuff, but now that we have enough in the bank, we should probably be a little more conscious in how we represent ourselves, right? Which is what you're saying in that Elon should be that way from the start is be conscious of how he's representing himself and his the opinions and the things that he posts out there. And it's like, you know, with YouTube, they didn't do it from the beginning, but then they did it later on. And A, you shouldn't really have any videos of the KKK on there anyway, because that's what inspires violence and hate and the things that we were talking about. So, um, I mean, that kind of segues into the money part of things, right? And the, the second part of the podcast that we were going to talk about. Yeah. And um, what I notice on social media is that when you mention names like uh, like Elon, like mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos, like even Tim Cook, um, who's other big names out there, people that have a lot of money um, for whatever reason. Yay. Um, or yes, yay. formerly had a lot of money. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> the Kardashians who have a lot of money, mm-hmm. um, and lend their name to, you know, bring in a lot of money. And Trump, Trump. Abs- well, some hidden, some not, we don't know. Like <laughs> it's conspiracy. Mm-hmm. We don't know how much he has. There's really. conspiracies out there that say he has no money. And then there's some that say he's hiding all the money. And that it's buried with yeah. people. I mean, who, like... Who knows? It's, it's hard to keep track. <laughs> he's the Hoffa of money, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's somewhere. Um, you know, that there's people that are billionaires that we've never heard of. You got Warren Buffett. And, and for whatever reason, I'm really curious about this. And I find it so fascinating. People get so mad at others that have a lot of money. Bill and Gates. Huh? Bill Gates. Bill Gates, yes. That's a big yes. one. Um, and even his uh, ex-wife, Melinda, too, you know. Um, Is it Melinda? Mm-hmm. Melinda okay. Gates, yeah. Um, and what they do with <clears throat> it. <laughs> like, really, that's it. It's like everybody's got their nose in what people who uh, have so much money, like what they do with it and what they should do with it. And everybody has polarizing opinions on it. And I think it would be one thing if everybody agreed on what exactly should be done with it. Like if there was a mass following of, no, after this, Bill Gates absolutely needs to put his money in X, Y, Z. And there was like a mass exodus of this opinion for some reason. Like, I don't know where that would come from or what that would be. Never going to happen. Right. But yeah, (laughs) to get everybody to agree on one thing is never going to happen. But everybody's mad that that person that has all this money doesn't do this with it or that they should give like three fourths of it away and keep the rest for themselves because somebody out there determined that was the magic number or that it should all go like, you know, if Jeff Bezos, uh, you know, gave every American $1 million, he'd still have this amount of money and that's what he should do. Well, why, 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 why are you so mad about um, what people do with their, their money? And you brought up a good point earlier right Uh, we were talking about a corporation and and what were you saying um i think if your ire for a company i'm gonna say a company and not a person because of the level of influence right um if your ire for a company stems from the fact that you don't like workplace conditions or how they treat like some people will say about walmart or amazon like oh they they kicked a little guy out 
Or they work like, you know, 90 hours a week yeah. in like terrible conditions. And if that's the case for, for a business, have at it. That's that's a, a, a noble cause to, to talk about. Um, I would say you can probably give that same level of, of uh, vitriol not just to the top four, five, six biggest companies on the planet, but there are a lot of companies that are smaller that do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no. That, so with, that's basically like, the the uh, the qualifier. Yeah, I agree. Like if they're if employees are treated terribly, not not paid well at all, things like that. Absolutely. Um, but I don't know that a lot of people realize that Jeff Bezos is more removed from Amazon than he was in the past. Like he's had uh, directors and he has people in place and he's more of just like I created it. And yeah, I get a cut of it, but he's not as much running it as he used to be. He had stepped away a while ago. And I think when um, him and his wife were separating and things like that, I think that's when he chose to step away from Amazon. There was a lot going on at that time. And um, from what he told me, you know, in our last phone call, Um, just kidding. So with that, you have people that are Jeff Bezos needs to do this with his money and this with his money. Well, are you really thinking that when you're clicking, you know, purchase and I want my prime delivery because I need this like razor tomorrow to shave my legs or when you want your coffee delivered, you know, within one day? Like, are you really like? Yeah, Starbucks is another one where people are really mad at Starbucks, but I see so much Starbucks. Right. And the cups and the branding and people like, you know. It's, it's an item to have in your photos on social media to show how, like, trendy we are and the cool tumblers that they have. Because they really do have great tumblers, by the way. They're cute looking. Um, so, like, I get it. But, like, at the end of the day, you're funding all this stuff. So, if you want the money to go elsewhere, then where's your money going? And, you know, I heard a phrase one day that was uh, just just really, like, impactful to me. Just, I don't know where that word came from. That was just really impactful to me. And it was, if you're in my business, who's minding yours? And I was just like, oh, whoa, yes, 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 yes. And, um, you know, would it be great if somebody did say, hey, I'll pay off the world's debt and I'll pay off the USA's debt and that, da, 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 and you know, we'll all be perfect. No, there's just going to be something else that we're all pissed off about or somebody else that we're all pissed off at. And it's like, there's just too much and life is just too short to for me to sit here thinking about, um, you know, that person that has that money. You know, some people inherit it. Some people earn it. Some people make it. Some people just have connections. However it happens, you know, find your way instead of being mad at their way. Like, I think that distracts from what the answer is. And sometimes that's the problem with the world is that we're not really looking for an answer. We're looking for the blame. Yeah. And I, I mean, in a grand scheme of things, taking a poll, I hand somebody $250 billion. Are they solving hunger in the entire world? Or are they saying, I'm getting a PS6 tomorrow? And how is that person chosen to be the one to do that? I mean, yeah, there's really amazing people that have the ability to do that. Or, um, you know, can sacrifice things on their own because that's their belief. And they will go out and do all this amazing missionary work. Or go out and donate or fundraise. and, And they... 
like everybody has a beautiful skill set within them that's just for them just unique to them and that's what they're built for in this world and that's what we need in this world because everybody has that gift um and sometimes people have the gifts of money and what they do with it is what their purpose was at that time and you know it used to be don't give money to homeless people because you don't know if they're going to spend it on liquor Right. And, you know, so then it was like, well, do we give it out to anybody at all then? Or like, why would we pay the world if they're not going to do the right thing with it? If they were not being responsible the first time around, why should we help them the second time? There's just, again, the polarizing fact. But like when you get mad at people for having a ridiculous amount of money, um, I just wonder what's causing that anger. And is it because you wish it was you and you're distracting from how it could be you or maybe something else that's there. But like, honestly, there's so many other cool things in life to look at instead of focusing all your energy on that. So just check your energy and where you're putting it and what you want to come out of it. Want to have come out of it, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Perspective is important. Absolutely. And so with that, um, we're looking to enhance some perspectives here in, in Florida and go from great to greater. And we are having an amazing event January 14th. It's going to be two hours, 5 p.m. to uh, 7 p.m., where myself and a couple of other speakers are going to be there along with vendors uh, for businesses and or that are small businesses trying to uh, grow their business. And we're there to inspire, to share our stories of change of courage inspiration um the whatever we have that we've done for ourselves to go from great to greater because we want to inspire the community it's a free event for attendees um ticket sales uh are free (laughs) so you just have to register uh to get a ticket um and you can do that starting today uh and really it's it's a quick event for a quick shot of inspiration for you to either you know if you're miserable in your career and you have a passion project that you know you're terrified to start maybe this will inspire you and give you some foundation of how you can go ahead and do that or you know if you're looking to move and you're just scared to start somewhere new this will be the motivation for you to do that if you've been in a career and you're looking to move up and you're just not sure how This will help you with the conversations with, um, you know, people in order to do that and or what skill set you need to look at for yourself. And if you're a leader that's struggling in building a team or a manager that's struggling to be a leader, this is going to go ahead and um, help give you some tools on that. And then, of course, if there's, uh, you know, things that you want to do or collaborate on in the future, that's where um, we could start a relationship there and network as well. And there's going to be tons of people for you to network with. This is our first event. We're looking forward to our second event, which we'll give you information on later. Um, we do have on our website, tiffanyrufino.com, an application to uh, for anybody that's interested in being a speaker. If you're uh, going to apply, just go to the website. There'll be an application on there and it's free to be a speaker. And it's about 15 minutes and we're just looking for you to share your story of how you went from great to greater. Like, hey, things are cool, but I decided to really like go after what I love to do. Or, you know, I made a change or I did this or I did that. And we'll talk more about that one-on-one. And also if, uh, you know, we weren't able to fit you in to be a speaker this time, we will still keep your information on hand for 
the possibilities of next time. So don't feel like uh, anything was wrong. It's just a matter of time slots and the amount of people that we can grab right now. And we do have applications that are already in. Uh, and then for vendors, the vendor application and the sponsor application will be up by the end of the week. You could be a vendor. Uh, we have a couple of tables available still. Uh, it's $20 to have a table. It's $10 to be a sponsor and a sponsor would um, have your logo and your contact information posted up so everybody can see that you were, you know, sponsoring the event. So thank you for that. Uh, and anything else that you want to add to that that I may have missed? It's going to be a lot of fun. That's the that's the most important thing is that um, it's it's an opportunity for people in this community of great to greater to uh, network, get to know each other and also see what it's all about. You know, like it, get inspired, get uh, get moving. You know, that's that's all I got. Yeah. And also, if you're interested in being a volunteer and helping out at the event, we'd love to have you. Uh, and on a side note, if um, you are interested in sharing your story on the podcast, you can email us at podcasts at Tiffany um, on the website, it also has the email address there so you can contact us. We have a guest coming up in November um, that we're going to be speaking with. So that'll be exciting. And um, yeah, lots of great things happening. And we're going from great to greater ourselves. But let me tell you this, this event that's happening is a, a personal bucket list item and definitely a dream come true. And one of those things of, you know, if, if they don't got them, then we'll make them. And uh, that's really my mentality on things is that if it's not available, then we'll figure it out like that. Okay, going back to the 1900s, you know, a MacGyver thing, we'll figure it out with a paperclip bubblegum and, you know, like a wrapper or whatever. Um, what wrapper would you pick? <laughs> Tone look. Tone, ooh, good choice. That was random. <laughs> um, so, you know, maybe that inspiration can rub off on either you or if you think you know somebody that would benefit from coming to this event, I would love for you to share this information with them. So thank you for always supporting us. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Thank you. We'll talk to you guys next week.